Welcome to Covenant Power. On this podcast, I share my testimony of redemption, my beliefs, and life-changing experiences in Christ. I know you will be blessed and encouraged with fellow believers who also share their testimonies. I'm your host, Carla, and it's my pleasure to be here. On our previous episode, I shared my testimony and experiences that changed me forever. If you have not heard it, I encourage you to take a moment afterwards and listen in. I know it will be refreshing to your spirit. Is one saved always saved? What happens next? For one, if you don't know the plan of salvation, there is one. Glory to God, there is a plan of salvation. Aren't you thankful for that? I know I am. I need some saving. The first church mentioned in the book of Acts records it as repentance, baptism, and the gift which is not worked for or earned, but rather a gift that is a promise, which is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. If it was supposed to be earned or worked for, it would not be a gift. To repent is to turn away from your sin, literally. To be baptized in Jesus' name is to have died with Christ and rise as a new creature. Notice how I said baptized in Jesus' name. That's a name, not a title. How will the price be paid if there's not a name on the check when you take it to the bank? Come on, somebody. I've been to jail and I'm definitely not going back for fraud. If the bank needs a name, I'm sure your baptism needs a name as well. I want the name that holds all power and authority over my new life in Christ. What is the unfilling of the Holy Ghost? According to the New Testament is when the Spirit of God, which is God himself, since he is a spirit, not only moves on you, but dwells in you. On every occasion, there was an initial sign that followed the believer. They spoke in new tongues. Some also prophesied. What happens when all of this is achieved? Is your race complete? Can you live life and carry on to your goals and the plans you had for your life? There is some who want to follow Jesus for the benefits and the blessings. Some for the fear of going to hell and others because they simply fell in love with their Savior. I know for me, it was all three. I became aware of my sin and what might have been of my soul if I died. I wanted to be changed from the inside. I fell in love with the Savior and the lover of my soul. I just knew I had to have Jesus. To have Jesus was everything my soul hungered for. I didn't know what my life would look like. I just knew if Jesus was there, it would be okay. I wasn't after the blessing. I was after the blesser. Most of the time, we get this idea that when people convert to Christ, the blessings will automatically follow. That all of a sudden, debt is paid, promotions are offered, and life is sweet. I can say, from my experience, it was the opposite. I seen God testing my faith. Better yet, teaching me endurance. After all, this Christian life is a race, not a stroll in the park. I lost relationships, I went broke, I struggled, I cried, I questioned God, but I held on to the only hope I knew, Jesus. 
I was a tired single mom who came home to the electricity being cut off one night. It was late. I picked up my daughter and came to the only thing I could call mine, a small one-bedroom mobile home. I was thankful for it. I switched on the light, nothing. I checked everywhere else. My electricity was cut off. I prayed in silence for patience. I checked the water. I was able to take my daughter one warm bath. I was thankful for that too. As I sat there in the dark, I started getting angry and frustrated. I watched as my phone battery drained from using the flash. I just couldn't understand how God would have allowed that. I remember just crying out and I was angry and I told the Lord, why are you letting this happen? Am I not your daughter? Do you not love me? I was being put in positions where all I had was God, where all I had to depend on was him, was his promises, his word, his encouragement, his love, and his joy. That's all I had in certain times of my life. There was times I worked 40 plus hours and I still ended up broke. My bank account overdrawn, past due on payments, including my babysitter. My mom would always tell me it didn't just rain on me, but it poured. It seemed like there was a negative report on every corner. Since I was a teenager, I became independent and felt like asking for help was a weakness. I felt like a burden most of my life, so I never let anyone come too close. As a new convert, I asked for a lot of spiritual things. I prayed for peace, patience, a breakthrough financially, but felt like I could never get ahead. Jesus was teaching me to trust fully in him and teaching what I knew not, which was to be dependent on him. He wants our heavy burdens. I wouldn't know how to appreciate all that I have right now if it wasn't for the trials. If you can relate to any of this, get with someone. I wish I would have confided in a God-fearing sister or brother. Maybe my battle wouldn't have lasted as long. The last thing you want to do is isolate yourself. There is power in unity. I see now that he was refining my character. He was giving me the most precious thing any Christian can have, and that's endurance. Matthew 24, 13 says it like this, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. I learned how to just hold on. Sometimes we just have to learn to hold on. There is a way maker. There is a healer, one who delivers. We were never promised it would be easy, but we are promised if we just endure and run this race, there is heaven to be gained. I held on to some of my favorite scriptures during this time because they strengthened me. Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I knew it would not last forever. I would constantly just repeat to myself these scriptures over and over again. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Romans 8, 18. Can I get a witness? I could not just walk away. 
I had knowledge and truth and accountability now. I just had to learn how to trust and how to just hold on. At this point, many just walk away and come to this conclusion that they were better off in the world. I've literally heard people say that. Every time I try to change, somehow I end up back in jail or I end up facing more struggles than I started with. They say, it reminds me of the children of Israel. They saw the power of God and were on their way to the promised land, but it got hard. So they said the exact same thing. I'd rather have stayed in Egypt as a slave than to be here. That's why I feel like it's important to speak about this. You can live victorious. You just have to give it all up for God. My bishop's mother gave me some of the most powerful words I have ever heard, and they marked me for life. I was talking to her about my struggles and how tired I was of just fighting and fighting nonstop. I told her it was hard to live for God. And she said to me, Child, it's easy to live for God when you live for Him hard. It's hard when you live easy for God. I became zealous in Christ. I remember reading in 1 Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit and how we should desire one. Well, in my boldness, I asked the Lord for the gift of prophecy. I didn't have full knowledge of what that really looked like, but... I knew that I wanted to be used. I wanted a gift. I started having so many spiritual dreams, which I thought were nightmares because I couldn't interpret any of them. I just thought it was normal and that every believer had them. As I grew in my walk with Christ, and most importantly, as I grew in obedience, I started receiving interpretation about my dreams. I started seeing visions that came to pass and revealing truth that wasn't secret. We have to grow. I made some very poor decisions in the beginning of my walk with the Lord because I've always been so hard-headed and stubborn. Since I was very young, I was rebellious about any authority over me. I think it had a lot to do with my upbringing. My mother did all she can, and I'm thankful for her. She had to work very long hours and didn't have much time to nurture and care for us properly. I had some serious healing to do. Because I was stubborn, I thought surely God will make this work. I learned the hard way to just leave it in the potter's hands. I suffered because he loves me. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I was being corrected and God allowed to for me to face things in order to bring me back into alignment with his perfect will. I don't ever want to be outside of the will of God. I was able to find hope in his word. I can assure you, if you want to hear from God, you can find him in his word every single time. I was comforted by knowing I was not the only one. First Peter chapter 5, 9 through 11 says, resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. 
And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. The thing is, I can easily walk outside of the will of God right now. He is not forcing us to do anything. He is a just God. I don't believe a great price was paid for us just to live easy for God and somehow still believe we have heaven to gain. The Bible calls that lukewarm. If you want a new life in Jesus, you are welcomed into the kingdom. If you are a backslider who abandoned your true love, there is room for you too. I can testify right now and say that I am living in so many answered prayers. Those prayers in secret, in desperation, the type of prayers you can't even put into words. That's what I love about the Holy Ghost. Romans 8.27 says, We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Get a little desperate for Jesus right now. He is for you. Run your race. There is heaven to be gained and hell to be stopped.